Welcome to the Become Fire podcast, a ministry of the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to learn more about this community, visit them on the web at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. Now, here are the Friars. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Become Fire podcast. Father Anthony here for the last time for this season, if we want to call it that, most likely. Brother Paul Grobman uh, here covering for the summer, taking over Father Peter Teresa. A permanent seat for you there whenever you're ready. Uh, but four more years of seminary. Uh, hopefully we get some stuff set up in Detroit. But hi, hi Brother Paul. Hello, Father. Happy to be here. Um, good news today is once again, we're getting more and more like podcast requests, which is so, we were actually highly enjoy. Yeah. So if you want to- very helpful. If you have a podcast request, we're always looking for good ideas. Um, and so this is a listener request about discernment. Like in general, how do I discern? Like, how do I know this is God's will? Like, how do I know God is speaking to me? Um, so I just kind of to kick it off into, um, I want to start on the, like the extremes. I think it's just, just funny to think like, okay, we don't have to discern whether we drink a Coke or a Pepsi. Yeah. Have you ever gotten into this or met somebody yeah, yeah, like yeah, this? Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's just, <laughs> it's just, I want to do what's most pleasing to God. And it's just like, like standing in front of the, uh, yeah, the, co- yeah. the Coke dispenser, you know, like taking 20 minutes, yes, you know, yes. beseeching heaven. Like, is it better for me to have a Coke or a Pepsi right I've now? I've been fasting for three days to see if Pepsi <laughs> or Coke is the right decision. Um, so first thing about, I guess, first thing we want to talk about with discernment is um, that, that there's the, uh, the, the scriptures tell about the good, pleasing, and perfect yeah. will of God. That um, that in general, like we're not uh, that we can just follow God's will um, in in decisions that we make. But God doesn't necessarily have a perfect will for every decision that we make. Yeah. Like it's not you know whether I eat, I go to the you know the the restaurant and I get you know the tacos or the enchiladas. Like this isn't like the, God's got to reveal this to me because it it makes a big difference. Obviously, we want to take care of our bodies. We want to make good decisions. Um, there are general principles of health. We're talking about food. General principles we want to follow. We always want to follow the commandments. We always want to follow the teaching of the church. Like here, second principle, right? So if, if one principle is, like there's a lot of stuff that don't matter, it doesn't matter. Second principle is, a lot of it's just really easy. You know, don't kill. Yeah. Don't steal. Don't commit adultery. <laughs> like these are the big ones, the commandments. I would say, I was just a general thing is you want to be tending towards like the good, the good being God. And so like, so that can be a way that you are using to orient like kind of minor decisions. Like, like what, uh, not to get like overly bogged down in it too, but just essentially trying to think of like an example, like, or if it's like, like you should, uh, I'm, I can't even think of one. I need your help. I need you to, I need you to bail me out. But I think that is still a good principle. You need to be orienting yourself towards the good. Right, you always want to be oriented. Towards, uh, it, it's a really important thing. What we're saying is, is uh, you've, <laughs> your decisions are, are called to be in line with with the will of there God. There we go. That's what you. Yes. In general, yes. Like just in general, throughout your day, you should be pointing your heart to heaven, pointing your mind to heaven. You know, seeking after the things of God, the will of God. Yeah. Um, throughout your day, and uh, in general, like you just avoid the things that are bad. You know, the things you shouldn't do. And then our next principle, kind of talking about, is you do the things that are good. Um, throughout the day. Now, oftentimes, like I said, there are the neutral. So there's things that are bad. And we probably should talk, so I probably want to reverse order of this one. I want, I, okay, there's things that are bad. You don't do, right? Don't kill, don't steal, commit adultery. There's things that are kind of neutral. Drink the Coke, drink the Pepsi. Or then there's things that are good. And we want to seek after the things that are good. I think that's why we're, we're sitting here talking is because people want to know, okay, yes, Father, thank you. Uh, Captain Obvious <laughs> yeah, yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you've, yeah. you've taught me absolutely nothing thus far in the five minutes you've been talking. 
um, how do we figure out what the good is? How do we figure out what God wants? And so maybe we should go through a couple of basic scenarios and just kind of talk those through and feel like, okay, how do we know where God's leading in this particular situation? Um, with the general principle, again, that you just got to orient yourself towards the good. You have to be wanting to do the will of God. That, um, that, that, that it comes first, I think, with, with an attitude, with a desire for relationship. Yeah. Like this is all predicated on a desire to actually the will of God. And, and, and really, truly, don't lie to yourself. Have you ever done this? like just lied to yourself yeah, of course, yes. <laughs> and been like, uh, like, Hey, uh, you know, there's just, Hey, do you want to watch the passion of the Christ or, you know, uh, the dark night rises. And like, you know, internally you probably should say the passion of the Christ, yes. but like, you know, like you really want to watch the, the, you know, the, the dark night rises. And so you're like, well, I, I want to watch the passion of the Christ. You're just lying to yourself because yeah, you're like trying yeah. to present something yeah. that's not really inside. Inside, that's probably not a great example, but that like you just that oftentimes we we can all the time we can say I just want to do the will of God, but that doesn't mean we actually want to do the will of God. Yes, yes. You have to actually desire in the depths of your heart to do what He wants, to do His will. Mm-hmm. Um. So that that, that it's kind of starts like you talked about. You got to be oriented towards the good. You have to actually yeah. want to do the good thing. And so we can talk for an half an hour about discernment, but if you're just lying to yourself, you're not gonna you're like That's right. you're never That's gonna right. actually discern his will because you're just gonna tell yourself, well, this is what I really want to do. Either and you're lying to to where your heart is in the matter, um, and, or you're just you know lying to yourself about what God is telling you, and both of those are gonna be bad. Because to your point too, that there's sometimes we're like, especially in initial conversion, like like orienting yourself to the will of God can be contrary to like dispositions you've had previously you know that you're you're overcoming an addiction it's like well you still want to do the drug but like you know you shouldn't and so like so it's actually uncomfortable sometimes like in kind of that extreme case to to go against that that desire to do something that you know to be against what god would want you to do and so there's a conversion that's continually happening but but it's still that the you can still overcome that though to where even like at least having the desire and then acting upon it Right, so it's important that even if you do feel the contrary desire to what God is asking you to do, that you're still doing that. You're still you're yeah. making the choice to just do the good, and you're honest with yourself. Yes, you have to be honest. You have to say right. what I really want right now is if you're overcoming alcoholic. What I really want now is a beer. Yeah, right. But I'm I'm denying myself that desire. Right, yeah. I, I'm denying that desire that I have. Um, and but I'm not going to lie to myself. Be like, you know, I don't even want that. Yep. Like, no, no, no. Because what happens is when you do that and you just be, begin lying to yourself then um, you're, you, you cannot, can't actually enter into relationship yeah. because, because God wants to work in that place where you actually speak to the desire, but like, God, what I really want right now is the thing I shouldn't do. My flesh and my, the flesh and the spirit are opposed. You know, every, anytime you know, I'm feeling the, the flesh uh, speaking out, I go to Romans chapter eight, just read it. Like the, the spirit and the flesh are directly opposed to one another, um, that I want to follow the Holy Spirit. Um, but I, I don't want to lie to myself. Okay, and then getting into um, let's talk about practical, practical kind of discernment um, and bringing up, you know, kind of the scenario that I think, you know, that came up to my life recently that I'd like to, you know, I think we can just bring up as our, uh, a good opportunity to converse about. I had a, uh, a family come and what's happening is, is they're going to a doctor to deal with some, some issues, some, some health issues that they're having. And the doctor is really big about like, working on in the gut, put it that, like working in your stomach, you know, kind of like if I take vitamins, I take pills, I, like I, I got to clean up if I've got, you know, toxins in my body, toxins in my system, they affect particularly the skin, but they can affect the whole body, how it functions, how you feel, et cetera. And so he really is like, fix the gut, fix the body kind of mentality. But he's a, li- he's a little bit new agey. 
Right. He's very much into, you know, the energies and everything else. And it's kind yeah. of a, you know. Getting your center right. Yeah. Getting, getting everything, like getting, getting all the right, you know. Uh, and so then um, the, the family rightly was like, is this okay? Like, can I, we actually go to this doctor? Can we use his products? You know, uh, or do we just say, you know what, this, this guy, um, his belief system is, is really contrary to our belief system and we can't actually even support this and what they're doing. And, and we had a really good conversation, I think. Um, I think we enter into these situations kind of often. It's like, well, there's, there's this thing which, you know, it's, it's, I think it's good, but is it not good? Like, is it bad? Is it good? Is it bad? What do I do? Um, and, uh, and I think the root of those, those questions, and, and we can get to a specific example, is um, what, what is actually being proposed? Like, what's this doctor proposing? Is he proposing like healing you, like do physical uh, medicines, like physical things? Or is he like talking about like transfer of energy, like Reiki, if you've heard of Reiki healing? Yeah, yep. um, and so what is he actually doing? Is he doing Reiki healing where he's like, you know, put, putting, telling, putting your or hands like in your taking stomach. These, taking these like, vitamins is going to reorient the energy channels in your body so that like you're in harmony or something like that. Right. Or it's like. Versus like these are just going to get the toxins out yeah, of your body yeah. and the energy of your body be right. And maybe Versus the, like the molecular breakdown of these certain toxins, like these vitamins will attack that. So that the body starts producing this so that it gets rid of this. Like, and it's really taking kind of a more of a, a natural science. And then uh, your energy be right. And maybe you kind of risk yeah, yeah, the and then, and then like, it'll help. Yeah, yeah. But fundamentally, what's happening is he's talking about, I have this, like, these kind of, something that can be replicated, too, like, something that can be empirically verified. Like, here's these, like, here's these things that have been developed, these different vitamins and different things that, like, there's a way you can look at it, too, to, like, well, then it seems in that case you would be able to use it. Yeah. And that's that's exactly what I kind of told the lady. It was like, well, it, we looked at the doctor and investigated, like, she mm -hmm. gave me the website, so I looked into everything else. And it looked like he was just doing natural medicine. Like, it was yeah. all like, get these toxins out of your body. Yep. And just some of the the way he explained, like, his per I think his personal belief system was was off. Like, I think he definitely was yeah. new age, yep. energy, everything else when I, when I researched him. But all the, like, the, the products he was offering, all the stuff, like, that he was giving was all just detoxifying the body. Yeah. Like, it was just, I was like, this is, like, yes, this is, this is not just this thing, this is detoxifying the body. Like, it's okay. And, and even with making that decision too, I think one thing that's important with the like, discernments like that too, that kind of like different things is that you, you, you get all of the requisite knowledge that you can about the situation. So you do want to like, what are all the scenarios? What are the possibilities? Um, and even, even if you pray about it, but like it, once you make the decision that like you feel God is leading you to do that, like, like it's even okay sometimes like to be wrong in that decision where like maybe it's wrong, you find out more information later, but you're just using the information you do have to make the decision. And like, God's not going to like, oh, well, you screwed that one up because you didn't know about this and he's going to like punish you or something like that. Like a lot of times it's like, well, I'm just going to do what I think is like the, the, the prudent decision in this case. A really good point. As far as like God wants you to do his will more than you want to do his will. I think we have to always remind ourselves of that. He's not like uh, a jack-in-the-box hiding. That's right. You know, waiting to pop out and be like, oh, you got it wrong, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah, got to yeah. try and find me. You know, he wants us to do as well. It's yes, his desire. Yes. Um, and, and so if we have a disposition towards the good, we're not lying to ourselves, and we seek after, we gather all the natural information. Like, give me all the natural, give me all the understanding, to, you know, get all, do all the re research we can and, and make a prudent decision, praying about it, following the will of God, following our conscience, um, then, then we're going to, I think, be in his will most of the time. And, and then review. Look back, yes. you know, yeah. and look back. And maybe this guy starts like, okay, and like the beginning of it is taking these pills. And then like you go back in a year, he's like, now I'm going to put my hands on your stomach and transfer yeah, energy. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. okay, I'm gone. <laughs> like, okay, maybe I should. No, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. I don't want, you know, this, this energy transfer 
you know, a prayer, you know, Reiki prayer over my body. Um, and then we can always review. And like you said, we're, we can make mistakes. Like it's not, uh, it's a part of discernment sometimes mm -hmm. is, is, you know, it's, it's like a kid trying to walk, you know, if, as you start, begin the discernment process, you're trying to figure out, you're trying to figure out how the Lord speaks. Right? I guess a big part of discernment is just actually prayer time. Like sitting for down sure, in Kauai. Sure. We, had, we had the podcast on silence, like going to mass and spending time with God. You learn to hear his voice, reading the scriptures. You learn to hear the voice of God. You learn to recognize. You learn to hear when he's speaking. And you learn when your conscience starts twinging and you're like, that's the Lord. Well, to, to your point, it can be like, well, you know, I want to hear the, the father's voice. And it's like, well, if you constantly have headphones on and you're like, you're watching TV and all you can hear is the outside noise, like he can be yelling, but you're just so distracting yourself with other things that you're never going to hear the voice. Uh, you know, even the example of Elijah, I think that's a great example. Or a lot of times we want like the fire from heaven. We want like the, the rushing wind and throwing boulders and the thunder and like and and with Elijah like well it's not in that but then just the, the whisper and then the, Elijah falls on his face in front of the Lord and a lot of times that's what it is but one thing I would say too is that the whisper doesn't mean that it's like hidden the whisper also comes like with the certitude yeah. where all of a sudden Elijah just knows like you'll know when the Lord speaks to you like it's distinct I mean, he'll speak to you how he speaks to you too. That's one other thing with the Lord too, I would say about discernment is a lot of times it's it's based on the individual. Like how you hear the voice of the Lord will be different from every other person. Like how he, how he articulates himself, how he speaks to you, like it's each individual case. Um, and so it's like, and so that's what Father Anthony, what he's emphasizing, like in prayer, like that in prayer is where you learn that voice. And then when you learn his voice, then it may, becomes easier in even just like day-to-day -day situations where it's like, uh, you know, there's, do, do I do this or do I do that? Or, you know, do I go to this doctor or that doctor? Like, well, I've already have a, uh, already cultivated knowing the Lord's voice. I have a deep relationship with them. And so then actually making those decisions is easier because I already know his voice. Yeah. And, and also, so it's good to seek other people's advice seek other people's counsel. Uh, but in the sense, we also have to most importantly learn from the Lord. Like we get in the natural, we get for, hear from other people, but at the end of the day, we have to learn how to decision. And uh, unfortunately, oftentimes we see people who just, they want to just give their will over. Yes. And so they just make the decision for them. Yes. Whether yes. it's, you know, somebody else, a friend, a family member, a spouse, a close relative, a priest, yeah. a religious, like, hey, just make my decision for me. Like, I don't want to do this sermon, just tell me. To. And then, it, why? Well, because... It's like, well, then I, I'm, I'm just a robot, you know, and I'm just, I'm in the will of God. I know I'm in the will of God because you made the decision for me and I don't have to suffer the consequences if I get it wrong. But the two things wrong with that is you're never actually going to learn how to do discernment and you're never going to build a relationship with God. You're never actually going to be able to like listen to his still small voice in your heart because you've just always been listening to other voices telling you what to do. And God wants to speak to you. He wants to be in a relationship with you. Well, and to your point too, that God will never compromise your freedom. That you you are always free. That like the Lord never, yeah, he just he never compromises your freedom. Or and so then we that, and then there can be a tendency to go. Well, I just want to know for certain. Like it's like I I want the guarantee and like and even sometimes the type of certitude that we're looking for isn't actually realistic in a lot of the decisions. That there is like the mystery of faith does get involved with decisions at a certain point. Like because you can always doubt. Like you can you can be a hyper skeptic. Like you know, like Jesus could appear to me and like tell me things, but like, well, I can I can doubt that, you know. And like fifty other people can see it, but you can just you can kind of go down this rabbit hole of like, well, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. Like at a certain point, you do just have to like, I'm just making the decision. Yeah. I'm just choosing this, and I'm moving forward. Um, and so I think it's another important principle too, I guess, kind of like tangenting off that God won't compromise your freedom. But also at a certain point, like once you've gathered the information, you've taken the advice of other people, like you do just have to take the decision and step forward then. Yeah. Like, okay, I've discerned God's will, now I actually have to go and do it. And sometimes it feels like you're jumping out of an airplane without a parachute. <laughs> yes, yes. And God's like, make the jump. 
And you're, you're like, okay, I'll do it as soon as I get that parachute. Well, and, and, also like, and, <laughs> and he's like, no, take the jump. And sometimes like, it's like the Lord will just tell you the first step. Yeah. Like there may be 15 steps, but the Lord's like, I want you to walk right here. And sometimes the first step is what you're to your point where he's like, jump out of this moving plane at 30,000 feet. <laughs> it's like, this is a terrible idea. But, but like, but the, the yeah. Lord will confirm it. Like, no, I want you to jump. Yeah. And, and you, you just have to, as you say, you make those, and, and sometimes you make mistakes, but uh, in general, like if you're following, trying to follow the will of God, he wants you to do his will more than him. He's not going to make you like make a, a terrible mistake. If you're not lying to yourself, you're seeking good counsel, you're praying about it, you're making a decision. He's going to honor that and help you through it. Um, getting to the big decision, which is the, the question we get most often. Like, how do I discern my vocation in yeah, life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how do I figure out? Like, am I supposed to be a priest? Am I supposed to be a nun? Am I supposed to do this ministry at the church? Whatever. How do I figure that out? Um, and uh, I think first we just recognize what's our state in life. Yeah. Um, like where are, where are we, you know, um, just go on the natural. You know, if, if I have, you know, a wife or husband and I have kids, they're my primary responsibility. Like and yeah, whether easy not, discernment, this yeah. is my job. And whether or not I should take this ministry at the church or do this good thing. Yes. Cause, cause to be honest, if the devil can't stab us in the front, he'll stab us in the back, which means if he can't get us to not do God's will, he'll get us to try and do so many good things that we're not doing the things God wants us to do. Uh, well, because we're trying to do 12 things yeah, instead of yeah. the one or two things God wants us to do. Yep. So, I mean, primarily do the vocation God's called you to. If you're a student, be a student. If you're a spouse, be a spouse. And a, a, a father or mother, be a father or mother. That's the primary vocation. Let everything else flow from that. If you're going to say yes to something, even good things, important things, make sure they're the they're the right yeses, right? And, and if you're going to say yes to something, then say, what's going to drop off my, t- off my plate? My plate's full. What If God's asked me to do this, what is he asking me to let go of? so that I can do this good thing. Well, even to your point, like the hermeneutical structure that a father's using to orient himself is that my first responsibility is to my wife and my kids. Like, like, and that, and that means like, that means providing for them temporally, meaning that I have a job that I'm providing like foods on the table, clothing, shelter, uh, spiritually, I'm being an, an example of what it is to, to be, to be someone, a person of prayer, going to mass, teaching them about the faith. And so then all of those decisions, like, well, that's, those are the first things. And so if the decision harms any of those to a degree, that'd be detrimental to, to one of those primary things, the spiritual good or the temporal goods, well, that's an easy discernment. Like, well, no, I can't do this. I, like, I'm not going to do this thing. Um, and then, you know, for those singles out there, like, should I marry? Should I become a priest? Should I become yeah. religious? I, I guess my, my first uh, point would be um, just begin the process of discernment. Like, just start asking yourself that question and go visit a place. Go check it out. Yes. Go start dating. We even like, like, just see what, where, where it naturally, like, this works, this doesn't work. We would see to what you brought up before, too. Like, you have, it's like, especially if you're a young single person, uh, discerning a, a, a vocation, uh, particularly like religious vocation or even to the priesthood, like, you have to have a prayer life. Yep. Like this, like the, particularly to the consecrated life, and also to 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 the to the life of being a cleric, it's a supernatural calling, right? So that it's, it's it means that you have to have the grace to be called to that way of life, and you only receive the confirmation of that through your personal relationship with Christ. And so you have to be praying, like yeah. really important aspect of it. And the best thing for you to do is God's will for your life. Yes, like going into it. Yes, is the priesthood and the religious life, according to the church, a higher vocation? Yes, but doesn't mean it's the better vocation that for you your vocation. if you're not called to it. So yep. it's not like, well, this is the best thing. I should just do this. Yeah, yeah. And you get kind of stuck. It's all like, well, I just, just should do the best thing. It's, it, it's no, I should do what God's calling me to do. Yes. And, and, then, uh, and also, 
Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you Please. off. Please, no, go ahead. Um, the other thing I would say with that too is that so you have to have a prayer life, you have to do God's will, but also that like God will work with your desires too. It's not like God wants you to like hate your life and like, well, I don't I don't have any desire whatsoever to be a priest, and I think I'll hate it, but I, I think it's God's will, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna buck up and just do that. Like, well, you probably don't have a vocation to the priesthood if there's not even like some aspect of you that would enjoy some part of the ministry, the thought of consecrating the Eucharist, like, and so in the same way, if you're really drawn to married life, like, well, that's a, that's an indication that the Lord might be calling you to marriage. Like he works, uh, grace builds on nature. And so he'll give you a natural disposition towards one thing or the other. Yeah. And uh, that's exactly the point I was going to make when you cut me off. So thank you for cutting <laughs> me off and just saying it. Um, but with that also, like the natu- it's the natural desire for marriage, like the goods of marriage, yes, being yes. united to somebody else, um, having, you know, having children. Yeah. Um, now the flesh gets in the way oftentimes. Yes. So oftentimes for young men and women out there, the flesh desires to get married for uh, you know some not necessarily evil reasons or bad reasons, but sometimes wrong reasons. If it's not the one, it's because they're not the primary aspect of marriage. Well, it's, it's your natural tendency. Like natural. That, that, like that's like that is the 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 predisposition of every human person is to to to. Be, to have that to have that marriage to be married to yeah. be to be in communion in a, in a deeper committed relationship and also then to your point to, to be generative yeah but yeah you have to have the desire and that's really uh really important and, and i just want to speak especially to our young women out there because oftentimes good young catholic women find it hard to find a man yeah and so it's so kind of they just like well at best i guess just have to be religious they just kind of default like no, no, uh, you know, I, I've been putting myself out there, no prospects. I guess I just have to default. And, and I would say that, that, no, it is a calling. I mean, obviously it's a discernment process. It's going through um, that, that God willing, God will bring somebody into your life if that's where you're being called. Um, unfortunately, sometimes those men don't, don't hear that knock on the, on the door of their heart or they, they tend to some, not, they don't marry someone who maybe they should marry. Mm-hmm. And so we see the divorce rate so high. And just, I want to give encouragement to, to, to not, to, to not, I'm just like, well, I guess I have to, I just, I guess I just have to go do this or I have to go do that because I'm just kind of stuck in a place. Like just be in the place you're at. Like oftentimes I think we get so worried about, you know, what's, I think we ask kids too often, like, where are you going to be when you grow up? Yeah. And it kind of takes over their life. So that when they're in high school and college, if they don't know what they're going to be and then grow up, they get kind of flipped out. You know, it's kind of like, you can just make the, I always say, make the next right decision in life. Like whatever that next right decision. He does say that. During the, even it's just during the day. You know, it's kind of, I did with Brother Paul yesterday. He came in and uh, we were just on separate schedules and it was kind of like, well, what are we going to do? And I was, I was like, well, we need to, I need to pray and do this and that. I was like, okay, we're just going to go pray and then we'll figure out everything else from there. Let's start with the next right thing. And so it's just, it just, you know, with, with, with all you out there who are maybe struggling, like what am I supposed to do with my life, et cetera, kind of maybe, you know, looking for meaning and purpose, which are really important things, really valuable things. Um, just embrace the state you're in right now. Be a student. Be be a be a single worker. Have friends. Enjoy friendship, and let the Lord work through that. Right. Pray through that, and let Him let Him deepen His relationship with you in this time in your life, and let that be the fact, the thing that transforms in your life. So that, as, as Brother Paul said, you got it. There might be fifteen steps in this process. Do you figure out your vocation? Keep just take the next step. Take take the step that He wants you to take right now, because this time can be fruitful or fruitless. It's yeah. fruitless if you live in frustration and despair and kind of run around in circles and and you're actually not in God's will because you're you're so flipped out trying to do His will, yeah. but you're just running all in all these directions, but, not where He's called you to. You got to get in the quiet, you got in the silence, and learn His voice, and then let everything flow from that. You know, that's the question I would say too. Is, you know, where's the Lord at it? You know what I mean? I, I can imagine that it's uh, especially wanting to get married. 
Um, and, and, and like, I don't even know, how, I've never discerned that, so I don't know how to discern that, but like just tr trying to like, how do you know it's the right person? And like, and, and all of these different things that get caught up in with it and stuff. And just like to recognize that even in the, in the impatience and the frustrations, and especially the lack of, of, uh, of men that we face in today's society, I can see that as a tremendous uh, loss for a lot of women out there who are good Catholic women who are looking for for a faithful man, and it's just yeah. you really can't find one, unfortunately. Um, but like, where's the Lord at in that? You know, yeah. where's the Lord at in that desire that you have for a good husband, uh, for a good man, and that and to Father Anthony's point that that the suffering you experience now uh, and this longing you have united with Christ will not be fruitless in your life. Yeah. Um, and, and so don't settle in one sense, like pursue that man or that woman who's gonna be God-filled, who's gonna lead you close to the Lord or that religious community, that diocese, whatever. At the same time, um, nobody's perfect. Yeah, yeah, you're never, you know, yes. I've yes. definitely uh, met some individuals uh, who are like, I'm like, oh, so you're dating? Like, what are you looking for? There's like a one percenter, you know, who looks like Tom Cruise, yeah, yeah. Here's, you know, here's my, <laughs> like, who's, here's a, who's my a daily, yeah, who's a daily mask goer. It's like, yeah, and what do you bring to the table? You know, it's kind of yeah, like, yeah. yeah, no, we're not perfect, um, you know. So, are we going to find the perfect religious community? We're going to find the perfect spouse? No, they're going to have their flaws, their, their their failings, but it's just where God's leading. Yeah, and just trust that step. Like, if this word's God's leading, He's going to take care of it. Um, but to review, I mean, we want to avoid the bad. It's real simple. You. you You've yeah, got, if it's sinful, God's it's not sinful, telling you to do it. Don't do it. God's not telling you to start doing this sinful thing. Um, if it's kind of neutral, uh, then don't don't overthink it. Yep. Don't flip out about it. Just kind of ha you know go go about your day and trust you know the trust your gut, as they say. But then obviously we're talking about seeking after the good. First, get a prayer life. Start doing holy hours. Start listening to still small voice. Read your scriptures. Go to mass. Get in touch with the Eucharist. Listen to the still small voice of God. And then when you're making decisions, get all the natural, talk to people, good, good counsel, good, good wisdom, uh, learn from others, and then um, move forward. Move forward, um, taking that one next step that is yep. the Lord's leading you to. And sometimes that's scary, sometimes jumping out of an airplane, but it takes a lot of trust in doing that. I, I wanna throw something else out there too, um, that you do have an obligation to inform your conscience as well. Yeah. Um, and so you need to make sure that your conscience is also well-formed. So what are the teachings of the church? So what does the church teach about marriage, um, about the proper use of the of human sexuality, of the human body, um, you know, for pornography, masturbation, those type of things. We're like, what, how, what's the church's stance on these things? Um, and then also then and that'll help you make prudential decisions in what you do. Yeah. And don't lie to yourself. I'm going to keep do saying that over and over yourself, again, because yeah. I just seen it so often that we just... I do it ourselves. We just lie to ourselves. I do it. I mean, yeah, there's we times lie, where you go to we, prayer and you're like, I'm is, lying to myself. This is what I want. And so I choose it. Or I say, this is what God wants. Oh, I you, just, put the, you put the guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's like, the kicker well, this right is, there. This is what God, like, oh, no, this is where I really oh, think God's God okay leading. with this. I need like leisure in my life. <laughs> I need like do this thing. And it's like, no, no, the Lord's telling you not to do that. Yeah. He's telling you to do, to do this right yeah, now. Yeah, that's right. Um, and, uh, and so um, I guess a final note as well. It, 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 guys, it's really hard to avoid anything that is in some way not touching sin. Like it's like shopping on Amazon, you know, using Google, you know, going to yeah, pretty much- I mean, even like cars are using probably made my car. with like, <laughs> some type of labor that's not good. Like Every, I'm, it's right. so the we clothes wanna, you're wearing. We do want to do our best. We want to look who's given to Planned Parenthood, who is, you know, involved in things we can't support. Um, and, what, and what can we do in the ways we can do it um, at the best we can. Um, but it's saying that we got to do the best we can. That that in reality, um, you know, there we, we we inform our conscience. What's out there that we shouldn't be involved in, that we shouldn't be supporting. At the same time, um, 
you know, we it's really hard to even, yeah, like I said, you could, I probably couldn't even drive the car because, you know, there's probably something wrong with the oil or the gas. Some of the, com- some companies involved in making that probably don't support what they support. Yep. Um, but at the end of the day, we have to just trust the Lord to work through all those things. Um, so thank you so much. We're out of time already, if you can believe it. Um, and so it's time for, uh, I, I don't know if any of it's anybody's favorite part, except our mother's, but uh, someone's favorite part. And that is our question of the day. Um, do you have I do one? enjoy the questions. You do enjoy the question? I do. Um, this one, it, it might be a little bit out of left field, as they call it. Um, but I, I do want to know. So just we're talking about discernment. We're talking about kind of figuring things out in life. Um, that has there been a time in your life where you, uh, kind of in a general, general sense were like, I just, I can't figure it out. And all of a sudden, like there was just a light bulb. It's all like, oh, okay. I get it. Like, here's the thing just to help kind of people like in a little discernment moment of here's, here's the thing that kind of popped on, got me moving, got me going. Um, I guess, you know, for me, um, just to kind of help, help with this, just, uh, and this is an insight for the people. It's more for people to get to know us. So it's yeah, not about the sure. discernment and like figuring out how people discern, just to like get, help, help people get to know who we are. Um, I guess, uh, you know, again, just looking back at, at light bulbs in my life, kind of those, those aha moments that really um, kind of, kind of open the door to, 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 to understanding myself better, understanding others better. Um, I think uh, was, you know, um, just being, it kind of came with, with the friars and being in the friars and, and coming to prayer. Um, I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't like, so I love to read. I hated reading in high school. Why? Because it was books that they forced you to read. Okay. I'd be reading the, my own books on the side that didn't have to read for school and not reading the books, which is probably great literature. I just didn't like doing what they wanted to do. So when I first started discerning, it was like, you have to do this, this liturgy of the hours. And actually, I hated it. Like not because I love the Psalms, I love the scriptures, I love the Bible, but I hated the fact that it's like, you have to do this. Like you just, you have to like, you are forced to every single day. As, this is as, fascinating. As, as, like do this very thing. I know it's inside into me, huh? It's, it's yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and actually it kind of, you know what really broke that was when we started chanting the Psalms, it was actually really, I was kind of forcing my way through it for a long time. And uh, like seven years yeah, in, like man. Seven years. Not that it's, I mean, I got to a place where I could, you know, yeah, no, for pray sure, for through sure. it, you know. You were always moved, faithful to it. It moved too, like, in the yeah, right yes, direction. Yes, yes, yes. But as far as when it actually became prayerful, like prayerful in a deeper yeah, way, I fell yeah. in love with it. Yeah. When I started chanting, I was like, ah, oh, this is like an aha moment for me. That, like, yeah. and sometimes, and why am I saying this? Why am I telling the story? It's like, I don't know, sometimes you just, um, you got to, you got to make a little change that, that actually causes a big change. Like, it was just, okay, we moved from saying to chanting, which is, you know, in the grand scheme of things, a pretty small you know, change. But at the same time, like it just opened something up. And I was like, aha, like I love this. Like I love these prayers. These prayers are really beautiful. Actually, let me focus on the prayers. Um, because I just wasn't focused on it before. So that was, I don't know, for me, just a little like ching aha moment, but a little bit just to know know me is that like, I don't know, it's hard for me to do things that I'm forced to do. Even though oftentimes I really enjoy the thing that I'm forced to do. I just don't like to admit, you know, it's that, 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 that struggle with the internal freedom. So I, the thing that comes to mind for me is I had a, I was living in Flagstaff. Uh, I'd been out of the Navy for like maybe a few months. And I felt just like a, I had a day where I just definitively felt the Lord, like I'm calling you to the priesthood. And I was like, I was like crying and stuff like that. It was kind of a mess. And also like at the same time freaking out, like, what, like, what do I do now? Like, <laughs> I got to be a priest. Like, I remember talking to uh, the priest up in Flagstaff and like I tell him my whole story. And he's like, okay, calm down. You're not going to be a priest tomorrow. 
And at the time, I was like, I just told you what the Lord said. And I was like a little miffed about it and stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is like, this is like the biggest thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life. And then, uh, but I remember just like praying about it and stuff like that. And the Lord, I was like, Lord, let me sit with it for a couple of weeks. And I was a little impatient and like, and kind of like, you know, this is just an intense thing. And I just felt the Lord just speak. And he was just like, I need you to calm down. Like, you're not going to be a priest tomorrow. Like, the most important thing is just do today what I'm asking you to do. Yeah. Like, just do the thing that I'm asking you to do. Um, and that was very helpful. And it was like, all right. And then I'm like, and then like five days later, I met Brother Xavier. And like, he was like, hey, like, there's a, re like, there's a religious community starting down in Phoenix, Arizona. And like, and so the Lord's timing where, you know, like, this, just submit to this. And then all of a sudden, the doors just opened up and. And here I am. Yeah, praise God. Praise God, yeah. Thank you all for listening. Uh, you're uh, in our do we, how many, what do we have? Do, we have to, do I have time for a question? I feel like since my last one, I get to ask a question. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, we're over, but sure, why not? Nice, Let's dude. go for wow. it. Okay. So, Hit Father me. Anthony, what oh, is boy. the most beautiful thing you've ever seen in your entire life? The most beautiful thing I've ever seen? That That's really hard because I've seen a lot of really beautiful things. There's two things. I want the most beautiful thing. Can I give two? You can, can give two. You have to. You have to place that. It's a, it is a hierarchy, though. So you have to yeah. give one, and then you can give number two. Okay, I'm gonna give number one. Okay, Chartres Cathedral in France. Wow. Um, it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. It's uh, it's a cathedral. It's got the most beautiful stained glass in the world. This is awesome Gothic cathedral. Just huge. It just stands. Yeah, yeah. It just dominates the town. You see it from from wherever when you're inside. The stained glass is so beautiful. I was there all day. Just in that cathedral, walking around, it's so intricate. Every every piece, every piece in there is a piece of art. You just look at, stare at, and just to see that that through the gift of God, that that what He can do for for individuals. So that's probably the most man-made thing, the most beautiful yeah, thing I've seen. Yeah. But I want to go Ooh, also great distinction. Natural beauty. That's my number two. That's why I say, can I do two? Yeah, yeah. Natural beauty, and it's really hard because it's probably two. But one is probably going through um, Antelope Canyon. In, yes. Uh, up in is that Page? Page, Arizona? Arizona. Yeah. Walking through Antelope Canyon, it it was just absolutely gorgeous. You're just walking through these narrow like canyon tunnels. It's just picturesque, and just see what God can do. It just like almost like with His hand carving out. I yeah. mean, he used water. It was over time, and it was a lot of nature. But just to see the hand of God in that. I mean, and to be out and, and like look at the stars on like a really dark night and yeah, see like yeah, millions yeah, of them yeah, and like yeah. shooting stars over the place. That's really gorgeous. That might be my natural beauty. Number one, it's hard to go there back and forth. Those are two of the most naturally beautiful things I've ever seen in my life. I think I mentioned it already on one of the podcasts, but just to be redundant, um, it was definitely when we were out to sea that yeah. one time at like 5 a.m. And like there was just, and you couldn't tell. So the, the ocean, we were down by the equator, so the water was totally flat. And you couldn't tell where like, there's like a cloud the sky. And so like, as soon as the sun peeked over the horizon, everything just lit up. But like, you couldn't tell where the water is and where the horizon was. And it was like, you're in this like glass globe. And like the only wrinkles across the water were from the ship. Yeah. And it was, I remember like, this is, this is incredible. Yeah. And I didn't know it was happening at the time, but I was like, something's happening. <laughs> yeah. Like my heart, my yeah, heart yeah. is opening up to beauty. I'm feeling things away. pushing down, <laughs> yeah, pushing yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Receive those emotions. Well, thank you all so much for listening to us. Brother Paul, thank you for being with us for the summer. Loved Happy having you. We might get, we might sneak one in before you go, but uh, maybe not. So this might be the last time people are hearing you, but thank you so much, uh, at least for the time being. Uh, to everyone out there, may the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you, turn his countenance towards you, and give you his peace. And may Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Become Fire podcast. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit can be found online at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit are also a 501c3 charitable organization. 
If you feel called in any way to give financially to their mission, please go to www.becomefire.faith/give. That's becomefire.faith/give. May the Lord give you his peace. We'll see you next time.